Well, hello and a big welcome to all the degenerates and pigeons tuned in. Welcome to Twirl 120 of the Monday Nooner podcast. Back again after another three or four weeks off, decided to throw out a little twirl in advance of the May long weekend. In case anybody's uh, driving up and down the highway, you want a little Nooner action. Belts, you told me people were missing the Nooner in your world. Couple, a uh, couple reached out said we need some Nooner action. I said, hey. A day like today is like going to be like a little skate, like a little bag skate. Maybe you went and you're going to go lift, do chest, right? For the first time in a long time, you know, you're going to be sore tomorrow. We're going to be hurting tomorrow after this. one. I thought it was more like a morning skate that they have a playoff game. Just go out for a quick, uh, quick couple laps, get off and uh, yeah. A little, little water on your hair. No help. No bucket. I, I have no idea what your analogy was there about a bag skate, but yeah. Barry's back. What's uh piss? Yeah, no, it's trying to trying to keep her on the straight and narrow. But <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how many weeks it's been, but fuck, is it nice? Hey, just not not hustling every every night or every Tuesday, whatever, whatever night we did it till eleven o'clock or twelve o'clock at night. And I had some guys mention too, like, is the nooner done and break? What's going on? And I was like, Yeah, no, just just a nice little break here for now. We're, we're not too sure, but it's it's really enjoyable. It was Tuesday record, Wednesday edit, Thursday release, Friday senior show release. was literally consuming four nights of my week. So it's been really nice to not even think about it. But uh, good for the odd little twirl, but it's certainly been nice to not focus on it, watch a lot of hockey playoffs, swing the old tools every once in a while, and just enjoy this uh, piss-poor spring we've had here in Saskatchewan. Lots Snowing. of uh, lots of moisture though, isn't that good for the for the farmers? Yeah, not really good to get like five inches in a couple days. Like it went from drought to like borderline flooding. Not going to get the crop in in a lot of areas. So kind of one extreme to the other. But Belts has got some. How would this affect? I know Barney's going to ask us. How would this affect the winter wheat crop? All the rain. Oh boy, we should call up that guy from Winnipeg who. Uh, Said we don't, know sh- we don't know shit about bushels to tons. He would know, but actually where he's from there, like it's bad where he's from underwater. there underwater. It's, yeah. it's terrible. Actually. Like, like I said, it's not good. Most guys had the crop in this time last year. I'm talking to guys today who haven't turned a wheel yet this year. So uh, tough turned it out. Wheel. Guys turned and gals turned a wheel. That's, that's the saying. I, I, get her I, in. There'll be a late, late harvest. You've yeah. never heard that. No. I haven't turned a wheel yet this spring. No, I, I was more worried. You, not the winter wheat. I was more worried about, you know, the, the road bends and, and where the roads stand with a lot of this water everywhere. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure I'm on the road. We have to, to talk to uh, fouls. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, general. Well, they'd know. I saw they, they got some on the highway. He was posting some videos of some like rigs. They got going like wheel loaders with these tracks on them or whatever to kind of do some rig work and it's because it's extremely wet down there in the Carnduff area. Yeah. They got, they got things figured out down there at general well and all their other companies, but yeah, okay. let's, let's, let's quickly talk about, cause we're hockey. So, so coming up on the program, first off, let's just talk about, let's do the come up here for, uh, for, for great Western brewing at the limes. Like if you haven't tried the great Western brewing lime beverage yet, you are missing out. Or the 016s. Get on the keg deal. Slow pitch. It's baseball season coming up. You know what? I took my limes to slow pitch. I got one case of them. Took them to slow pitch. I didn't have any of them. The team 
Guzzled. nabbed them all up. So I haven't even had one, but the fellas, uh, the home run heavies on the team and some of the gals said they were fantastic. So I have They're to get my hands good. on another case. The females, I noticed, really like them. I, I've had them around some of the spring hockey teams and whatnot. And, and the ladies are like, oh, let's try that. Hey, knock, t- knock your freaking socks off. Try it. Oh, is this ever good? Yeah. So that, you know, a little bit heavier for some of those, some of the, the ladies that like the diesel. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good drink. So great Western brewing this uh, May long weekend and do everything safe. Yada, yada, all that. Uh, coming up, we got two interviews. We have the new commissioner of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, SJHL from Swift Current, Saskatchewan, Kyle McIntyre. Now, he is going to talk about being the commissioner of the league. And, you know, the Centennial Cup started today in Estevan. We're going to talk about that, kind of some, you know, the, the future of the league and, and things that he'd like to do. But also, we go back on his on his playing career, and he played with some tough dudes. Did you remember any of that in Swift Current when he played Junior A in Swift? Belts? Yep, Van Allen and uh, Kimby and those guys, yep. Yeah, I was like, a little little gaffer hanging around there. And and we got to talk about his dad too, right? Mr. Mack going the contacts forever and that successful program. So Kyle McIntyre is going to join us. Excellent interview there. And then we're going to go down the senior hockey route and the native tournaments are firing up. And we're going to go with Tyson Whatney, who retired this year from the Corrobert Tigers. Tyson's going to jump on. You guys didn't have a chance for that one. That was a midday. He talks about the chief thunderstick that started today in Saskatoon and I've I've seen this tournament I've kind of been been around it and watched some guys play this is a awesome hockey and there are so many teams from all over Canada and this the bragging rights the cash on the line every you know where they're fucking playing boys the uh Merlis Belcher I was just in there last weekend for the first time bravo to everyone that was involved have you guys been in that rink I, I heard it was awesome but we weren't in there just, no I haven't every, been no everybody that had anything to do with that rink it is perfect it's you know the small bowl the i think it's conceded around three thousand. maybe i'm off a bit the dressing room's fantastic the atmosphere the concourse is good i that place packed would be uh one of the best atmospheres in the province hands down so yeah the chief thunderstick up in uh up in saskatoon started today we're going to talk to tyson whatney on his retirement from senior and he's playing in the tournament. So we'll get to that. And that is uh, a quick little come up there for our friends at great Western brewing in 016 sticks and gas around there is crazy. Heard a couple stories from a couple guys, heard a couple numbers and uh, let's just say they weren't three digits, but uh, yeah. Rumors. A lot of brown ones. Allegedly. Yeah. A allegedly. lot of brown ones. Well, hey, yeah. <laughs> May long weekend. I got thinking when you're talking about the long weekend, you guys have any memorable, like when I was growing up in my high school years, that was always, everyone would go camping. You go to like Cap Bear Lake or uh, trying to think of some of the other ones I went to. Absolute drunkest drunk fest of, of any, like out of my top 10 drunkest weekends, I bet you five, six of them are May Long related. You guys That's got any, they- any memories or any stories or anything you think of when you think of May Long camping or? Just passed out, tarps off. That's why they got rid of it. There's no booze, right? Provincial parks, May long weekend. You can't have it, right? Allegedly not. I, Allegedly. Thought, you were, I thought you were frozen that position. Can you have gummies? Right? <laughs> you have gummies at the uh I the forgot about that no booze and rule. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely in play when I was growing up. I it just was remember in play? Yeah. One oh, year, really? my parents had a 1998 Chevy Astro, white in color. 
we used to have one with a big brown like design on it brutal van but anyway by the time i was in high school this van had like 400k and it was just a spare vehicle and i was like hey i'm gonna take the seats out take this thing to may long it's gonna be awesome i'm gonna put an air mattress in there i'm gonna sleep in it right great idea well boys were boozing and uh the sliding side door fell off at this random lake, like four hours from home. And like my buddies are all pissed drunk and they're like trying to boot the door, like kick the door back on and it did not work. So now there's a big dent in the door, which will not stay on the van. So somebody happened to have tarp straps and we tarp strapped it from the inside, like wrapped it around and come home after a weekend parents vehicle door fucking tarp strap back on the vehicle crazy that's Stupid. a good story that that is i don't i don't have any i can't top from, that waska sue may long lots of yeah just lots of tomfoolery and and boozing and stuff like jumping in the lake when the ice is just off Ooh, it should be chilly like like freezing cold um yeah no, we were up right. by we were up by spiritwood one year and it rained like 10 inches i swear and we were down in like this valley and it was so muddy we couldn't get up the hill like that was the same year with the van actually like i remember we'd have like 30 people pushing the vehicles up the hill it was just a mess just soup and we were having a bonfire one night and these locals showed up and bear they had bear mace and it was sprayed around the fire at dark and like you're looking at like 50 to 116 17 year olds who are just pissed drunk. And then you get bear. I got like bear mace in the eye. And I just remember going to bed that night. And I'm like, this is the worst night ever. Oh, uh, that would hurt. Good old May two, four, whatever they call it. Two, four long weekend at Victoria day. A lot of memories. Uh, Stay safe out there. Anybody who's uh, indulging or traveling this weekend. I'm sure we have a, a long list, a plethora, whatever of shout outs for this one. Cause it's been so long. Um, I got, I got, an, I got a few here. So I'm going to start one off here. And I actually, it's uh, today recency biased. It's number four. It's number one. Uh, big shout out to Ryan Ulmer. I know the Ulmer's, uh, you know, dad, Craig Ulmer, super proud today. Ryan Ulmer got drafted into the WHL to the Seattle Thunderbirds. Uh, and, and Ryan's grandpa, we talked about last year, Dale Ulmer from Bethune passed away. Um, you know, the big tribute for Dale. So Dale's looking down Some are super proud of, uh, of Rye. Uh, I actually coached him in a little uh, elementary football a couple of years ago. Great kid. Like just a really freaking good kid. Good dad. So, and uh, mom, Dana. So uh, all the Elmers, congratulations there. And Ryan, actually, I think he used to listen to the show. Maybe, maybe he still does, but a big shout out to him. That's a, it's a huge day. You guys were saying that they're not a lot of uh, Regina kids, but there's a kid from around your area or something. Brad. There's a Macklin kid who went uh, third overall, Cole Reshney. Anybody from Macklin, you're either a Reshney, a Stang, or uh, what's the other one? Gartner? Or, they're all kind of related one way or the other, but uh, uh, Cole Big Reshney, he, he played in Northern Alberta. I guess he was playing away from like from Macklin, but oops, third overall to Victoria. And there was a kid from Whitewood who went pretty early too. Fourth overall, Reese Hamilton, D-man for, uh, actually he played Northern Alberta Extreme too, so. Yeah, but he's originally from Whitewood. So a couple Sasky weapons for sure in the first round. Belts, no Regina kids? No, Regina's a little soft. Kind of like their uh, Hockey Regina's program, a little bit weak. Uh, last year's Bantam draft and this year's Bantam draft looked pretty pretty soft. I think they need to address that one of these years, but who knows when they're going to pull their heads or their asses. But 
So, so would Prairie Storm count as Regina? Well, it's a, it pretty much the, is Regina, like I, I think geographically. Prairie, I think Prairie Storm would argue that, but pretty good I'm, program. I'm just like when you when you say somebody's from Prairie Storm, you'd be like, oh, it's a Regina kid. Yeah, most of them probably right. Well, one was I think one was from White City, but I mean tomato tomato. I guess depends how you're trying to make yourself feel better. I guess, but I know there's a but, kid from Wilcox who went like early in the first round too. But not a very uh, big center, not Notre, a very big Notre Dame hound. Uh, who else? Swifty boy Parker Rondo. Jeremy's Jeremy's boy went thirtieth overall. All right, two Swift current hometown boy, hometown pick. That's pretty great. Cool. That's a great pick, right? Like right. he's gonna if he pans out at all place for the Broncos he's going to be a fan favorite he's going to sell some tarps and yeah uh, yeah didn't yeah, a big uh, shout dirt, out to him too so catches, cool. there's a dirt catch dirt catch third round you guys any shout outs on your end do let me just pull them up somebody else go while I uh, okay, I got I, a quick one are you going go ahead go? Bard another quick one uh, I didn't even know this guy listened to the show Sean Robson originally from Melfort uh now lives in Saskatoon he's actually a big wig with one of the uh one of the car dealerships up there. You hear his voice on uh, CJWW uh, quite often. Matt, I got a, I got a quick. You know him? Do you know Robson Shane? The name's really familiar. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's just, he's a fucking beauty. Like this guy is such a deadly guy. So nice. We went to a golf tournament in Melfort once, uh, like the lefty righty, and I had to play with him. And you know, we were just there to booze and have fun. Dazzling. He shows up for fucking round one. We're getting dressed in the hotel room, and he puts on this golf shirt. And it's like a belly shirt. Like it's way too short. I'm like, what? You're wearing that? Oop top. It's like the only shirt I have. So for the last like 25 years, it's always been like, hey, tell Barney you're with short shirt. I'm like, oh, you're with Robson. (laughs) Malford boy. I wonder if he knows old phrase. You got any belts? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, this is kind of off topic. Even though it's Saskatchewan, but, um, Chloe, if I can pronounce the last name, Primerano, Primerano, something like that. And I buy Vancouver, a vowel. Vancouver Giants took her 268th overall. First girl to ever get drafted in the WHL. Wow. Very cool. That's really cool. I can't believe uh, I hadn't heard about that. See, you're not, you don't have your finger on the pulse. I don't spend a lot of time on the old. Actually, Twitter, I got to give uh, uh, Darby Bernie sent that to me. Yeah, that's very cool today. That's so unreal. yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. Naming your source—you never name your sources either. Ah, so. Darbs is an absolute. Hopefully, beauty. it's legit. Hey, shout out to uh, the Gang Green Hockey Club out in uh, Salt Coats. I think said they were at the old LB in Esterhays. He saw the Great West rep up there. Said uh, they asked him for a nooner hat. He said he should be carrying them on his travels, but he didn't have any, and they picked up some 16 So. Uh, Nice to see people out there supporting Great Western, and uh, yeah, maybe we should give a couple, couple lids to Hubsy to pass around when he's out slinging booze. Speaking of that, how about a shout out to everybody who ordered some merch? Yes, people well, have I don't been know saying they're getting it, so they stop asking. Well, it us. said right on the goddamn website, three to four weeks. Stop buzzing, my figure it out, people. Zip it. I think the deadline was what the tenth, eighth, eighth or ninth. So by early June ish. Should have August it. allegedly. No, it's a, there. You know what? No. Everything will be coming in here in the next, I bet you, 10 days. We're going to yeah. start. There was only a couple things that were back ordered, but everything else should be so good. And shout yeah. out to Colin McLeod from Talbot Marketing, Bullier, Saskatchewan. 
absolute gem to work with Talbot marketing. If you need anything done, great job. Um, he, he, and he's kicking us a bunch of koozies. So we're going to have some koozies to give away throughout the summer when we're out and about. Um, yeah, like it's stuff's going to be good. I can't wait. I think the people that ordered right when we opened the store are like, where's my stuff? <laughs> but they didn't realize that the store didn't, we didn't, we didn't order any of it until the store closed. Right. So we yeah. put in one big order. Anyway, it's be patient, be patient with us. There's people who want t-shirts who are probably still waiting to, but it's uh, not, it's not Amazon, believe it or not. Like we don't have a warehouse where they send it out the next day or that day. You don't have a prime contract with us. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So, funny. so all that shout outs for, uh, how about, how about your boy, uh, right now, rusty shovel, rusty shovel. Well, no, he's, uh, are we going to do take a seat or no? Or we just give it to Stefan. Let's give it to give Stefan. Shout outs. Yeah. Sean Stefan, he must be buzzing right now. I think they've got, uh, lots of products still to get out there, but I don't know if I think it might be tough getting some products. So if you need stuff, get down there, see him. He'll take care. Of, he's got the thingamajigger. If you need to rent that, you can buy one too. He said he can, uh, he can buzz you one up of those too. I saw, I want to tell you, I, I don't know where to fit this in terms of segments. So I want to Just tell you guys go. something I saw today on highway number one. It's by McLean, I think like 20 minutes out of Regina. I'm driving East on highway one. It's like nine o'clock in the morning, eight 30 road is not busy. I'm on the phone with a coworker. All of a sudden I like, I'm looking straight ahead, but I look across the highway going westbound. There's a SUV, like a, Mid-size SUV towing this little camper, bumper hitch camper. I shit you not. I look up. The camper is doing a 360 behind the vehicle, flipping. The car skids like completely backwards. This is on the number one highway going highway speed. It, the car was up on two side wheels, and I, there was nobody else that saw it but me. And the car is about to roll, and I'm like, oh, this ain't good. And the car fell back down onto its wheels. The camper landed on its wheels right across the number one highway. There was nobody coming or else they would have smoked them. Like if there's anybody coming along. No, the camper was like totaled. I don't like how I cannot figure out how that would happen. Like would the hitch have. Who knows something broke. It reminded me like of a, a, a movie, like a tornado hitting something and like spinning in the air. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It's a bunch of dudes on their way to May long weekend. Somebody's and in they'll the be, camper. They'll be telling this oh. story on a podcast in like 10, 15 years. <laughs> it's at, the best stories tonight, Buzz. These are unreal. Like I, I wish I had a dash cam or something because yeah. it, I've never seen anything like it in my 30 years. I've never seen anything like it. Like, and how that, how they both landed on their wheels was just, I don't know if anybody has any idea how that would possibly happen. Like I've got to think something with the hitch snapped or broke off or, but it was still connected when it started flipping. And then when it stopped, they were disconnected and the camper was across the double lane highway. Crazy. That's crazy. My, I gotta, I gotta, when you were going with, with out of my corner of my eye and I saw it takes me, I gotta, mine's not as good, but I gotta ask you guys a question. When you see a guy, a male, when you see a guy in a full length leather coat, what do you automatically think? Full length, like to the like to the ankles type yeah, thing. Yeah, got a gun under it for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's what for I sure. Saw, that's the first thing you think of. I was walking downtown downtown the other day and kind of look up. I'm on my phone. I look up and there's this guy coming towards me, full length leather coat. 
I'm like, you sidestep him for sure. Only well, it's been two, a good run. Only two kind of guys wear those: <laughs> <laughs> a guy that's ready to kill a bunch of people, or you know, weirdo. Yeah, yeah, Both. that is true. Yeah, one full length leather coat guy. Before we move on, I forgot. I do have to mention the uh, boss was bugging me about uh, spring hockey. I do have to give a shout out to the old 2015 Titans, the boys. They really want to be. What a big tourney up in Saskatoon, their final one. It was pretty fun being up there with them. So shout out to the little guys. It was a good time. Uh, High and tight. There, see? Yeah. Uh, Last shout out. I got to give one uh, to uh, Ryan Damberg, Elk Ridge. They're getting ready for their pro golf tournament. Second or third weekend of June, the Saskatchewan Open. Uh, The Canadian uh, Tour stopping there. So, yeah, they're they're looking for... uh, I think it's the pro am some entries. That's going to be some some awesome golf right after the lobstick. Guys are going to be firing live oh, show. looking live show. Yeah, we should do one that Tuesday of the. Uh, I guess it's awesome up there right now because they had so much freaking snow up north, and it's now it's melted, and it is looking juicy. All the golf courses. Cook saw a picture of Cook and PA. Fuck, it, it looks awesome i think most yeah everywhere should have good good conditions things seem to winter well and getting some moisture now it's just a shame we probably missed three weeks of the golf season this year yeah, with a yeah, late yeah. start when you can only play six months a year and you lose three weeks it's a pretty substantial amount of uh time so elk ridge is open take advantage of it waska is open uh elkridge bought a bought a place in waskasu now too so lots of places to stay they bought a one of the hotels in waskasu shout out to the to the boys up there we got to get up there for that hockey tournament this winter that outdoor tournament so we can sit by the fire and and guzzle put a team in nooner selects coaching we're gonna go take a seat after our first interview should we get into the first interview here do it yeah First interview for uh, Last Mountain Distillery. I th- we think Braden still works there. I don't, we haven't we haven't heard from him in so to long. To be fair, he hasn't heard from us. True. And he did extend it. He said, "If you need anything, let us know." We should say again. We we kind of just stopped doing the show. Haven't talked to anybody about sponsorships. So, Braden, we apologize. Everybody else. Belts is working on it, okay? We're busy. Buzzing, yeah. He's busy. It's coming. It's coming. It's spring, spring hockey. Titans are, titans are a wagon. 15 Titans. 15 Titans. Marketing your books for the Batam draft. It's, uh, yeah, Last Mountain Distillery. Caesar season, of course. Who doesn't want to be Caesar guy in the uh, May long weekend? It's, I had my first uh, gins at men's night at the Royal last night. Tasted Oh, you're real, off the piss. Real good. Oh, I got to have a couple of men's night. First one, too. Played with one ball. You'll be surprised about that. One Callaway all night. Yeah. yeah. My short game has been so bad. Like I, I've double hit a chip three times this year. One guy I'm playing with said, do you do that all the time? And I said, I've done it three times this year. I can't remember ever doing it before, but anyway, no need to talk about my golf. You need, game. You need some new wedges. Oh, you duff. You got to get, you got, we got to get Duff. We got to get you some Callaway. Uh, I'm kind of seven. a, I'm kind of a Wilson guy. <laughs> kind of. He said the stock this year, lots of stock. So if you're getting fitted for Callaways around the province, uh, maybe Shack up at Silverwood, you get fitted for Callaways at, at Silverwood or Cook or any of those guys. I'll give you a koozie. You tell them that uh, I want a Nooner koozie, get fitted. I'll, I'll slide you a Nooner koozie. 
I was actually listening to Duff on the uh, Drive the Green podcast there. Good guys. Oh, what, did he, what did he talk about? And they were talking about fittings. And uh, he said, it's so funny. Like, go to a fitting and he'll hand a guy a club. And he won't even swing the club. He'll just hold it and be like, oh, it's weight not stiff enough. And he's like, that's literally the shaft that John Rom uses. And he probably generates twice as much <laughs> speed with his swing than you. And it's too too flimsy for you. Not flimsy. <laughs> Can't think of the word, but. Whippy? Yeah. Whippy, yeah. Non, uh, non-stiff. Anyway. Non-stiff. Classic. Classic. I got to look into the old club fitting. I don't know how much it would help my game, but I don't think it would hurt. If you're looking for Wilsons, you know who comes to fit you? Full-length leather Gary coat Gary Woodland? Guy. Yeah. Full-length Full leather coat guy. Full-length leather coat he, guy. And he pulls out the club. And, whoosh, you're like, ah. and <laughs> all the guns coming out of the club, you don't know. Pitching <laughs> You meet him at a random park. It's not even a driving range. He drops oh, you like have to four hit balls. You, have, you go and hit in the back alley against some garbage cans. Here's a question I have for Duff or you guys. When it comes to golf and paying for clubs, obviously I understand that you pay for like the newest technology, which helps you hit it farther, longer, straighter, all that stuff. But one thing I can never get behind is spending a lot of money for a putter. Because in my eyes, you either hit a good putt or you don't. Like you're either... I don't know. Like I just, no. I, yeah, I, I can't justify like hundreds of dollars for a putter. A good like Odyssey, the, a good Odyssey putter, or a good Scotty, or something like that. Odyssey obviously is the best. I think the feel off them, the, just the feel when the ball hits that putter. Okay. What, do you, what, what do you have? I have a like a probably ten year old TaylorMade. Stole uh, it from stole it from Rutgers and Saskatoon. Like mini mini putt putter. My actually my brother actually gave it to me as a gift when he got married in 2012. So it's it's seen some shit. It's seen a lot of three putts, a lot of putts. But I just keep like, well, what's the difference between this and a good one? I either suck at putting or I don't. Like we're gonna reach out to Duff. We, we're gonna get you a putter. And Duff, let me just try it. a putter for a couple of rounds. <laughs> yeah. We go way back, tough man. Don't make me reach out to the Wilson rep. We don't want the leather coat guy showing up. <laughs> East, East Regina. Meet me at Miwasan Park at 11.30 p.m. Yeah, make sure it's dark out. I'll bring uh, the neon balls. Okay, first interview. Here we go. New commissioner of the SJHL and uh, played a lot of hockey. Played in the SJHL. He's got some good stories later in. And the son of legend uh, Jim McIntyre from the Saskatoon contacts of all those years. Here is Kyle McIntyre. All right. Joining us on the Monday Nooner. We talked about it. The new commissioner of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, Kyle McIntyre. He's back in swift current after putting a lot of miles on in the province so far. Kyle, thanks so much for taking time. And, and I take it you are back in, uh, in swift current now. I'm back in Swift Current after a week on the road. I've been getting around uh, meeting coaches, general managers, and boards for the respective SJHL teams. So I'm about a quarter down, and I got about uh, three quarters left to go. And uh, so far, so good. It's been uh, really good. The reception has been positive. It's it's great to see the passion of the volunteers and and the communities getting behind their SJHL teams. But of course, uh, everyone has solutions for the new commissioner, which I was expecting, and uh, I'll be quick to implement those in the fall. Being hired as the commissioner, talk about that. Like, is this a job that that you always wanted, or how did this come to be to, I guess, replace Bill Chow, who was in that role for for quite a few years? Right, right. So Bill, of course, is retiring after eleven years, and uh, his last couple of years have probably been fairly challenging for him. Well, going through a couple of seasons of COVID, and of course the unfortunate Humboldt Bronco incident, and 
And, you know, like Bill had worked a full career as a police officer in Prince Albert and then took on the commissioner's job. So when he announced he was retiring, the uh, Board of Governors uh, Management Committee hired a uh, headhunter to lead a process and to look for the new commissioner. And probably 35 years ago when I played in the league, I I had one or two suspension meetings with uh, then Commissioner Wayne Cartouche. And I often thought to myself, geez, maybe someday I would like to turn the tables and be the commissioner of the SJHL. And here we are, uh, full circle, uh, 35 <laughs> years later. So obviously that headhunter lost Shane Belter's email, but that's besides the point. <laughs> he never, he never, never got the call. But let's, let's tell people a little bit about you, right? Because you were in the education uh, field for, for a long time. Right, right. So I just, uh, I retired about a year ago after 30 years in education. I spent 21 years in central office and the last five of the CEO of the Chinook School Division. And so, you know, at the sector with COVID is very different. Uh, it's uh, really the whole nature of it has changed. So um, I was retired and I was enjoying being a, a kept house husband. I was cooking and cleaning and, and doing all kinds of wood projects and uh, golfing, dropped my handicap quite a bit. I might add. But uh, when the opportunity came up, I had a, a former governor reach out and say, hey, you know, Bill Chow is retiring. You should look into this job. We think you'd be really good. And so I started to do a bit of research into the league. I talked to a few of my old teammates at Scout and I talked to a couple of my old teammates that are player agents and uh, talked to some former parents of the league and kind of got a lay of the land. And uh, unfortunately, I would say the league really hasn't evolved or changed uh, very much since I played. And so I think that uh, the governors and a uh, number of the coaches, GMs, number of the boards are, are looking for a new vision and are looking for a new way of uh, viewing the SJHL. And, and uh, I think they uh, liked what I was trying to sell them. Do you guys, do you have any ideas of, of maybe some things you are going to implement? Like I know we, we spoke with uh, former coach GM, Doug Johnson, a lot last year. He was up in Nippon and he was saying how like, a lot of these young players and families coming into the league have to pay like quite a bit of money to, right, to get, right. to get the kids to play. Is there, is there an angle to maybe go down there to make yeah. it more in line with the WHL where the reduced costs, you can maybe yeah. attract some better players or, or higher. Yeah, like, sure. Like, like uh, probably Shane, the biggest thing that I'm trying to do right now is build some relationships. So um, I have a meeting set up with uh, Kelly McClintock from hockey, Saskatchewan. I have a meeting set up with the PJHL. Uh, also, I'm trying to get a meeting with the 18U AAA League. Um, as, as Barney would know, Barney was a former contact. I was both a blazer and a contact. My, my dad had the contacts for 38 years, and he and Graham Tour and Joe Blosky uh, were some of the people that founded the AAA League. So I hope I have a little bit of, uh, hope I have some, some influence or I have a little bit of room to go and speak with the 18U coaches and, and the commissioner and, and maybe start a renewed partnership with the SJHL between the 18U AAA league, because really it is the best league in Canada. And uh, me as the commissioner, I do not like to see our players going out on the tops of green cars to the other parts of Canada and particularly the West. So, so my goal is trying to, uh, I want to get a little bit younger. And of course that's going to, that's going to be met with some resistance, but I also want to keep Saskatchewan kids and Saskatchewan communities, um, especially the local kids, because you know what, we all know what, what role models hockey players are for young fellows growing up in a, in a system, in a, in a community like a Nippowin or, or a Malfort or a LaRange. We know the impact that that team and the kids have on young kids in the hockey program. So, so really that's going to be one of my number one goals is, is to try to keep Saskatchewan kids playing in the Saskatchewan Junior League. And, and Shane, to your point, um, 
sponsorship is a big part of the SJHL. And I mean, my goal would be to get to the point where maybe we have enough uh, sponsorship, maybe some heavy hitters that haven't been approached before that maybe had a, a positive experience as alumni in the league. I would like to get to the point where we're going to be all fiscally solvent every single franchise and we're going to be able to uh, eliminate maybe some of those tracksuit fees or, or billet fees or whatnot. Because again, uh, you know, if I'm, a, if I'm a family member and I have a kid playing in Saskatchewan, I probably want him to play in Saskatchewan, but I also don't want to be forking out like I did for Bantam Peavy or AAA Midget. Yeah. So, and, you know, and, and you're new into the role and whatnot, but what they did in BC and, you know, there are a lot of kids that, that go that way. And, you know, talked about kids on the grain cars and whatnot. Um, how many kids, you know, off the top of your head would, would head that way in a year right now? Okay. So I, I was just looking at that data the other day. Um, I got that from Derek DeRoe from Hockey Saskatchewan and uh, probably in total. So all the kids that are 21U in Saskatchewan that are going to either the BC Junior, the Western Hockey League, uh, the USHL, it's about 278 kids. The flip side of that is there's about 243 coming in. And so from other parts of, of Canada and the US. But again, uh, like given the the strength of our 18U, AA, and AAA leagues and the quality of a number of minor hockey systems in Saskatchewan. Again, I'd like to keep those kids in Saskatchewan, but we also need to do a better job as a league helping those kids transition to the next phase of their hockey career, whether it's post-secondary with the NCAA, Div 1, Div 2, Div 3, ACAC, maybe the CIS, maybe a senior league that you guys are such strong proponents of or maybe to uh, the world of work, right? So so I think what I'd like to do is, uh, like, a lot of parents really don't have an adequate amount of information to make a decision about whether their son should sign with the Western Hockey League or, or the SJHL or BC Junior. Uh, BC is charging user fees too. It's about 16 grand a year. So, you know what, hockey is, is already quite expensive. So, again, my goal is I want to keep those kids here. I want to make sure that, you know, uh, we're solvent as a league. But I also want to make sure that at some point, maybe three or four years down the road, the league is in a position where we can be giving money to some of the clubs that are struggling so the volunteers don't have to work as hard to fundraise. So I know like a lot of my buddies and such that did go west, the big reason they went, better chance of getting a scholarship to go south. They just said, if I go to BC, I'm going to get you know, a way better chance of, of getting a scholarship. Is there anything that the league can do? as the Saskatchewan junior league to try to, you know, get more of those scholarships here or your hands kind of tied yeah, you in know, that respect. It, it, it's marketing, right? It's all marketing. And uh, you know what? So a lot of families, a lot of scouts in the U S like Saskatchewan is rural, right? I mean, don't have a lot of centers where scouts can fly into. So we become really reliant on a technology called hockey TV and the hockey TV. If, if you're familiar with it at all, like uh, some rinks have excellent feeds and some don't. Uh, some rinks use the healthy scratches to film the game. And some of those guys are usually two or three zones behind the play. Uh, some of them have the automatic remote cameras that follow the play. And so uh, to market our league, we're looking at doing a significant upgrade in the hardware uh, with the uh, AR cameras uh, with hockey tech. And so that's something that's going to be coming in for the fall. Uh, we also got to do a good job helping players market themselves. Because the U.S. colleges, they want tape, they want transcripts, uh, they want the SAT scores. 
And so sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes players themselves or player representatives, you have to do some market. You have to have that highlight film. You have to have highlight clips. You got to have game film and you got to send that and market it. And so we as a league, I think we have to do a, a better job helping prepare our players and their parents for what they need to do to make that connection uh, with the U.S. colleges. Uh, we've had a showcase for a number of years. Uh, the SGHL showcase is in uh, early in the year. It's in September. And so most of the rosters carry 28 kids early in September. And so you're not really hitting your game form or your your mid-season stride. And so you're not at your best, right? So maybe it's working with the U.S. colleges and figuring out maybe a better time to have the showcase is in December. Maybe it's a better thing to have and have it in conjunction with the 18U AAA League and then have some informational seminars for parents where we can actually explain, here's the route. If you're going to the Western Hockey League, have a panel and explain this. these are your options. If you want to go to U.S. college, uh, Div 1, Div 2, Div 3, here are your options. And just kind of have an awareness panel for families so they can make informed decisions. So, so there's lots of stuff we can do as a league to help people make informed decisions when their players are 15 years of age. I was going to ask about the showcase, right? Because that is something too, when you, you talked about being in Saskatchewan, obviously for a scout, we can send tape, you can watch online, especially nowadays, but the, you know, a lot of them want to come and watch these kids and watch them, you know, on the bench, what's their you know, body language away from the rink yep. and stuff like that. And I remember, you know, fortunate back in the day with the Detroit CompuWare tournament, which was one of the biggest junior A tournaments, you know, in the States. And that was such a showcase for kids to go to. Would there ever be a chance? And I, I know with, with money nowadays, and you got a place like the cooperator center in Regina, where you got six ranks, awesome for scouting to bring, you know, a, a, some other teams and maybe a team from the North American league and a team from Alberta and Ontario and, and all over, like to, to have something like that mid season, yeah. or would that be too difficult? You know what? Uh, certainly not closing the door on that. I know that the SGHL has have a, has a relationship with the MJHL and they kind of do an MJHL showcase, SGHL showcase. Players are nominated by the coaches and they do that. And that's later in the year. But uh, this week I have a CJHL meeting on Sunday in Estevan. And certainly, you know, there's going to be uh, nine leagues that are represented there. It'd be a great opportunity to to partner and to knock around some ideas with some of those other commissioners and, and certainly get something like that going. Like I, I still think though, the key piece is uh, it's kind of like the uh, appy menu in a restaurant. Like, so the hockey TV or the highlight uh, tapes, you get the interest of a U.S. college. If you're a high ender, like uh, Connor McGrath, for example, that's rated by central scouting that played Noble, I think he's ranked 106, like your high end kids, like people hear about them pretty quick. Right. But it's those kids that you know with some development and with some coaching and with some opportunity are also going to be good players. Um, I don't remember, Barney, if you played with Miro Pasek or if Miro Pasek was uh, uh, older than you are, he was he was also a contact. So he was a kid who played in Yorkton for a few years, and he had about a 98 average coming out of high school. And uh, he ended up going to an Ivy League school because he got an academic scholarship and played some hockey, and now he's a broker on Wall Street. So the colleges do look at marks. It's not just uh, how many tucks you get or, or how many apples you're getting playing the game. Uh, you know, the, the smarts go a long way because they hand out a lot more academic scholarships than they do hockey scholarships. It's crazy to think like a lot of good players go the junior A route. Like I think like five years ago, Kale McCarr was playing in the Alberta league. Now he's the best defenseman in the NHL. Yeah. You know what? Uh, a guy I played with in York and his name is Wayne Labrie. 
Labrie. He's the bird dog for the Brooks Bandits. And uh, you know what? He knows every kid coming out of the womb uh, that that's a hockey player. And uh, you know what? I'm probably going to pin him down and, and wrestle him or give him a figure four a leg lock this week because uh, he's stealing a lot of good kids out of Saskatchewan. And I'm going to give him a hard time about it. But but they do have a program. And, and when you have a successful program, uh, kids are going to that program. And you know what? Like, like we have some pretty good programs in the SJHL as well, you know, like uh, Brandon Colosco in, in uh, North Battleford and Scott Barney in Humboldt and Killer Kaminsky is up in uh, LaRange and he's got a good program. So there's lots of quality programs here with quality names of guys coaching where, you know, kid like Cody Mapes in Weyburn is making a name for himself. So we got a lot of quality programs. So like, and I think having just come through a full slate of games and we've had a real good playoff and, you know, our, our final series between Flint Flon and Estevan has been just absolutely awesome. And now we got uh, Estevan hosting the Centennial Cup and I'm predicting an SJHL final, fellas. I'm going out. Oh, on wow. Oh, and then, oh. you know what? Like that momentum is going to get a lot of traction and uh, a lot of kids are going to want to come and see what the SJHL is all about. Well, if you want, if you want Wayne to take you serious, I wouldn't show up with that Toronto Maple Leafs hoodie and hat. <laughs> just, just saying, people that can't see that, he's all decked out. Um, can we get into some fun stuff here and like, in like the hockey career and the, and and I want to, oh, go go ahead. Do we want to save that for the end or do we want to? I want to talk about the Centennial Cup a little bit. Okay, go ahead. It's, yeah, fire just away. started today. I believe we're recording this on Thursday. Yep, you betcha. Uh, down in Estevan, is this how long is? I always think about the RBC, right? The RBC yep. Cup. There was never 10 teams in that. When did that change to a 10 team format? It's a COVID COVID thing, right? So normally there's five hockey Canada comes in and usually if you're the host team, uh, the pot is kind of split five ways and whatnot. And so if you're the host committee or the host team, you, you usually get a nice legacy fund from, from hosting that, but this year they decided on 10. So uh, two from the SJHL, right? A host team and the runner up in a league. And then like Ontario has like four leagues and the Maritimes and, you know, in the Manitoba league and the Alberta league. And of course, BC is now in uh, the rebel rebellion league. They're going to do their own thing, I think with the USHL. So, so it'll be pretty interesting. Like uh, I learned uh, new in this position that Ontario has like four leagues. And so it's absolutely crazy, you know, like there's a Southern league, there's central league, there's a Western league, there's a Northern league. And so it'll be interesting to see the caliber of play from those clubs. But I honestly think that probably Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba, and maybe the Maritimes team will probably be the strongest teams there. Well, we uh, what was our senior hockey slogan? How many? Le- I don't even remember. I said it every show. 12 leagues, 91 90, teams. Yeah, 91. Yeah, well, I, I noticed that Centennial Cups got advertising, like nine leagues, 116 teams. So I think they got that idea from <laughs> us. But, well, maybe. Uh, yeah, it was interesting to see 116 across uh Canada. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I wouldn't have guessed that. So you're going Esteban Flin Flon in the final? Yep. I'm going on a limb. You betcha. I like it. And I think Flin Flon won earlier this uh this afternoon or they were up yeah, big. I think I saw six anyway. one or six two, I think they won. But but you know, having said that, the only rider is that uh so our league has sixteen officials that are going, eight linesmen, eight referees. So every league is sending a contingent of referees, right? And so if Flin Flon matches up against Brooks. And we have some good old Sasky guys reffing and they let the fellas play. It'll be a different game, right? Because uh, Flin Flon is a, they're a heavy team. They got lots of speed and lots of size up front. They got a great back end. They got Cal Chow in uh, goal and he's a pretty good goalie. So great name too. They're, they're physical. And then they got this kid from California 
His name is Gabe Shipper, and he is an absolute, he's just like Kenny Linsman. He's just a little rat. Like he's all over the ice, just hammering guys and checking guys. And, and so if they get on a roll, I think they're a team to watch. And Roddy Hoke's son is the captain of uh, Estevan, yeah, for sure. former guest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I handed the trophy off to him. He's former Swift Current Bronco. So uh, it's exciting to see some of those kids that we saw in the Bronco uniform after we won the Edge and Health Cup uh, playing for Estevan. And so, like, this year we went with 820s in the league. So there's a lot of kids that were, uh, you know, had some WHL or Quebec Major Junior or Ontario League uh, exposure playing on those teams. So that experience helps. Let's go back to uh, let's go back to your playing days because they're, they're, it's quite it's quite enjoyable. You're a, a, a Saskatoon, a Saskatoon kid. Um, was was the Saskatoon Bruins? Was that what it was? Yeah, that was way back in the day. That was before the Bobcats. Okay, Eastsider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we used to torment those West Side teams all the time, Barney. Yeah, and you wondered why your sticks went missing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the Kinsmen, you put them out in front of the dressing room, and all the West Side kids stole them and went and played road hockey with them. And then, uh, yeah, and so Blazers contacts the the split. Yep. That's kind of funny. But then uh, your SJ, you, you go to you go to Swift Current, and that was uh, that was back in the day when it was like rough and rough and tough. Right. So we had uh, we had a coach named Patty Janelle, and uh, Patty oh, yeah. is an absolute legend in the Western League. He was a legend in SJHL, and and originally he came to Swift Current to get uh, the Western Hockey League back in Swift Current because we were SJHL. And uh, you know what? Patty's reputation kind of preceded them. And uh, the first year with the Broncos, there was probably three or four of us that liked to mix it up a little bit. And, and of course, we had the potential for 12 kids coming back. Only four of us came back and played for the Swift Current Indians. And uh, we had a who's who of uh, thuggery on that team. I think we probably had about uh, 14 guys with 300 minutes or more uh, in the league that year. And, of course, Patty would never tell you directly to go out and take somebody or make some happen uh, guys on the, even though our collective IQ was not very high on that team, when certain combinations were put on the ice, we knew what we were supposed to do. Darren Jorgensen on that team, Saskatoon yep. guy, man, you hear stories like, you know, the tales of oh. the tales of Georgie, uh, you know, any, anything come to mind back in the day with oh, him? I'll tell you what, he was my defense partner. And I remember I was scared absolute spitless because like, he used to ride a Harley. He used to ride with the Rebels in Saskatoon. Yeah. And so uh, I'm a young guy, like I'm 16, and I got a car. I've got an old 78 Ford Zephyr, and I'm uh, picking up Georgie in Montgomery, and he's riding with me down to Swift Current, and I don't know whether I should shit or steal third with this guy, right? <laughs> so he ends up being my defense partner, and I remember one day we got these brand-new gloves, Cooper gloves, black leather gloves and stuff. We're all excited. Of course, we all wore Cooper Alls back then, right? And so Georgie takes the trainer's scissors – and starts cutting the palms out of the gloves. So the boys say, Jorgie, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He says, I'm cutting the palms out. Well, how come? Then you can grab guys by the back of the hair and slam their head against the glass. Okay. And uh, that's, that's how Jorgie played. And you know what? When he picked up the puck, it was like a parting of the Red Sea. Everyone got out of the way. There was nobody that wanted to go near this guy. Here, here's another real good Jorgie story. Like, like we honestly, and I'm not lying about this, we probably brawled 14 or 15 times that year. Like that's how it, it was legendary. Right. And uh, probably the toughest teams are in Swift current and invest them. And so one time he had a bench clearing brawl in Swift current against Humboldt uh, guys were in the Humboldt bench because at the old uh, Iplex, uh, the bench that's closest to the dressing rooms, 
used to be the visiting team there and there was an opening right on the end of the gate. And one time we had a brawl and uh, uh, Ron Berzowski and uh, Bob Heaney, who played for the Pats, they both went in the bench and were hammering guys in the bench and were fighting. A puck was sitting on the blue line. No one was around. No one would touch Jordy. No one would pair up with Jordy. The Humboldt goalie, Evan Westerland, was leaning on the net, looking at the crowd. Jorgi starts looking at the crowd, looking side to side, and skeets up to this puck and freaking hammers it, hits the goalie right in the head. No one will come off the bench and even touch him. Right? <laughs> oh, classic. Uh, what's your uh, – you, you also played with former guest Darren Kimball. You got you to have a good Kimball story. Uh, Kimby. You know what? Uh, Kimby and Sean Van Allen – uh, were two of the youngest guys in that team, and Aaron Janelle was a third. Two guys played in the NHL. It was Sean Van Allen and Darren Kibble, and you honestly would not have guessed that with the talent that that team had. Like, we had Scotty Kruger and Tread Cressy, and and those guys were absolutely lighting it up, like 100-plus points and 50-some goals. And So we had Kimble. He was a youngster, and, and uh, he really didn't know how tough he was until one night we played Esteban and he decided he was going to fight a 20 year old named uh, Fred Rutledge. And so uh, we called him Jabba, although he doesn't like that nickname Jabba the Hutt. He likes to be called Kimby. So Kimby, Kimby calls on this uh, Freddie Rutledge and absolutely spanks him at center ice, like just gives it to him. Right. And so after that, he's pretty brave. So we go to Lloyd Minster one night and uh, Kenny Trusdell is our starter and he's in the net. And our backup was a guy named uh, Eric, uh, Eric Arp. And so Kimball decides that we need another net for warm-up. So he skates into the Lloydminster end during the warm-up, grabs their net, brings it back into our end, and we have two nets for warm-up. And the Lloydminster guys just stand and watch. I think he maybe told that story, didn't he? On uh, the show, something rings a bell. It rings a bell there in Lloyd Minster, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did yeah you... And he used to he used to line up on the red line and shoot pucks at the other team and stuff. And him and Jordan <laughs> and and a guy named Mike Paul and Chuck. He was six five, two forty. So like we just had a real formidable team, right? So yeah. <laughs> so everyone was a lot tougher playing with those guys. What uh, back in the day did you guys go up to Flin Flon and and anything crazy ever happen up there? Lots of crazy stuff happened up there. Like Patty Janelle and uh, the coach of uh, Flin Flon was Mel Pearson. So they had played with one another in Flin Flon. And of course, Patty was a Flin Flon legend. And so I think they kind of prearranged that we were going to have to have a brawl one time when we went up in Flin Flon. And so uh, Flin Flon had a guy named uh, Dan Turner, who played for the Massanat Tigers, was a tough guy, was drafted by the Leafs. And you know what? He lived in Flin Flon. So they convinced him to come back and play against the Swift Current Indians on a weekend set. And so this Dan Turner, he was, he was absolutely murdering us. Like this guy could skate and he was big and he was tough and he was strong and he was fit because he's like a world-class rower and he was just running us like crazy. Right. So anyways, Patty came into the room and between the first and second and just kind of undressed us, just freaking gave it to us because we were cowards and no one was going after this Turner and this Dan Turner, this Dan Turner is killing us. Come on there. And so, Unfortunately for me, I'm in the bathroom uh, having a whiz between uh, periods, and I'm one of the last guys out. And Patty grabs you, says, "Mac, you're playing center this period. This period." I said, "What?" He says, "I want you to take that Turner." I said, "Oh man, you know." So here's Dan Turner. He's like six three, two fifteen, and and I'm just kind of a I'm I'm not even a heavyweight. Like I'm probably five ten, two hundred. And so, anyways, I go out and I cross check this guy. At, off the draw, and we both get double minors. No big deal, right? <clears throat> and so then this Darren Lucier. 
that spent some time with on the blades with me, he says to me, Mac, that's Dan Turner. Like, what are you doing? I said, I know it's Dan Turner, but Patty tells you, you got to go. You got to go. So our penalties expire at the same time. I pick up the puck. I go in on a breakaway and I score. And all of a sudden I see this Dan Turner coming at me. And so I'm standing next to the boards. He's coming hard at me. I'm not going toe to toe with this guy. I'm not stupid. So I submarine him. I duck him and throw him into the boards and I land on top of him. And then this Al Marin jumps me. And so it's basically two guys on me. And then Tim Bratner, my defense partner, he jumps in on him. And then Sonny Sodkey came in. And then the benches are empty. They're empty. The fans in the Whitney Forum are throwing bottles at us. They're yelling like this is the rowdiest rink ever, right? So the referees stop the game before the second period expires. And we all go to the dressing room. So anyways, I'm taking off my gear. I started it, so I should be out, right? I'm taking off my gear. And Patty comes in and reads the list of numbers. He says, Mac, what the hell are you doing? I said, I'm taking off my gear. I started the brawl, Patty. He says, you're in. So I go in out there. I finish the game and actually got a hat trick. It was my only hat trick in the SHL career in this game. And the fans are absolutely livid, right? So got a bunch of police come to our dressing room after the game. We get out in our bus. We're going to get the hell out of town. We're in our old Western flyer painted up in Swift Parent Indian colors. The fans are rocking our bus and we think our bus is going to go over. That's what <laughs> uh, we would, we, we, we have to, we have to talk about your dad a bit, right? Like just a legend in the triple uh, a midget ranks and, and what he did with that organization and, and the contacts and everything. Um, the championships, you know, how, how do you sum up your father? Uh, he's a beauty. Uh, that's how I sum him up. He's uh, someone who absolutely loves hockey, passionate about hockey, loves kids, just loves the rink, thrives at the rink, right? So, but hockey is kind of in our DNA. Like my grandfather used to coach senior in Rosetown back in the day when the Bentley boys played uh, before they played in NHL. So there was fucking wow. Scoop and Max Bentley uh, played with the Rosetown Red Wings and they won a number of Saskatchewan and Western Canadian championships. They used to travel by train. And so my dad grew up in Rosetown and his role model was Stan Dunn. I was a longtime SJHL coach in Battleford and in Swift Current. And so my dad came uh, came by hockey because of his dad and, and me, of course, my dad. And so, yeah, my dad is, I uh, had the contacts for 38 years. And before that, he he coached minor hockey in Saskatoon and, you know, continued to coach long after I played. And everyone said, oh, you know, the only reason he got a team is because his son was playing well. I was already playing Blazers before my dad even thought about having the contacts. And the year he bought them, I was supposed to play in Prince Albert, but I had a real poor camp and they released me. So, but uh, I ended up playing for my dad and I actually got injured the year I was, I was playing for him. I broke my knee in three or four spots. So I really didn't play for him that much, but, but he's been in the game a long time and loves hockey and loves watching. And of course uh, he's pretty straight up. Uh, Barney, you played for him. You know how he is, right? So, Oh God. Yeah. I just, I, shovel, right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it was, uh, you know, I was, I was the guy that was throwing it up the middle all the time. <laughs> and back, back then you didn't throw, you didn't throw it up the middle or give it back to your demons. So there was a lot of pine, you, like the man hours that, cause you know, this guy, like, you know, he, he, he would drive the bus. He bought the bus. He drive the bus. He, the skate sharpening, the, the, man, the man hours that he put in and he put in, you know, how many, how many guys into the NHL? You, do you know that one? Oh man. You know what? I would say well over 50, like there's, <laughs> there's lots. Right. But I mean, you know, even though he takes pride in that, he probably takes more pride than the guys that grew up that became teachers or husbands or, or radio broadcasters. <laughs> 
lawyers <laughs> or doctors, right? He takes a lot of pride. And you know what? You could you could name a kid from almost any team that in 38 years, and he could tell you who he played with and how the kid played. Like it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's that's so cool. Um, I don't know. You guys got any more? No, just uh, yeah. Thanks for the time. Congrats on the well, new role, and hopefully things go well in Estevan. I recommend if people are free over the next ten days, and you got some time, or you're a farmer, and you got too much rain, head down there and watch a watch a game or two. Yeah, you know it's it's uh, it's excellent hockey. It'll be really it's a real treat, and I know the organizing committee have done one heck of a job there in Estevan. And just just one more thing before I leave, and in spite of what you may have heard from some people in Swift Current. The SJHL is not bringing back the three fight rule next year. We're going to get more skilled. We're going to get faster and more skilled. Oh, that's that's. Hey, what's the uh, what's the Elmwood like these days? I saw you're out there talking about the handicap. What's the golf course like? Oh, mint. Uh, new tarps on the greens. The greens are like uh, lush. They're green. They're they're fast. The fairways are starting to fill in. It's nice and green. But right now it's snowing in Swift Current. Uh, yeah. Where life makes sense. <laughs> I was just going to say Starting that. here near the end of May. Just started here too. Yeah, we're going to get it too. Oh, so. man. oh man. You know what? Uh, actually, my son is supposed to play in an MJT tournament here starting tomorrow. And uh, I don't know. I hope they don't cancel it. But not yeah. looking very, uh, very nice outside for sure. Well, I'm sure we'll catch up again, Mac. All right. Uh, awesome. Thanks well, so thanks much. for having me. You, thanks, you travel safe. Travel safe in your travels. Okay. Too, well, right? thank you very much. And uh, continued success with your show, guys. It's awesome. Wow. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. Kyle McIntyre, commissioner of the SJHL, new to the job, kind of comes in right before the uh, playoffs or during the playoffs, maybe even announced. And uh, yeah, Centennial Cup going on in Estevan. I wanted to give this a plug because Mac talked about marketing, needing to market the league and the players. Well, uh, he's predicting a Saskatchewan league final with Flin Flon and Estevan. That's going to be on TSN next weekend. So no better way to market your league in the Saskatchewan teams than if they play each other in the final on a national stage. And we are not getting the call to do that play-by-play, just yeah. to make sure. Probably Brian Munz. Munzy. Mun- That's just yeah. a guess. They- he sh- I- 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 here's my petition. Hopefully Munzy's the new uh, voice of the Winnipeg Jets on the tube because Dennis Bayak, who's another Sasky gem, retired. We should get Bayak on the show. Let's mark that down. Did you know, fun fact, his relatives, Mervyn Felice, used to own the Handel Hotel, where I'm from. Dennis used to have the odd pop in the old Handel Hotel. Mervyn Felice used to do the little mini mug shot glasses every year. Handel Hotel, 1987, Mervyn Felice Bayak, give it out to the patrons. Carol have a few of those. They've got one from every year to the it's outstanding from the Fill them up with Carolizers. They, they had the, they're missing one year. It fucking fell out of the van when Brandon <laughs> took it to May long weekend. Door fell off, smashed the one. Damn it, eighty six is gone. <laughs> but yeah, that final for the Centennial Cup is on TSN. If you're in that southeast, go check out a game or two. Good hockey and uh, go Bruins, Estevan Wagon. I, I heard Brooks is like unbelievable. They always are. They're, they're they always their city smells moment. like dead cows, but yeah, it's uh, a wagon of a team. And uh, yeah, go Bruins. Their assistant coach, Aaron Miller, fan of the Nooner. So yeah, let's go. Get behind let's it. Let's get into uh, Take a Seat, Son. 
usually giving that rusty, to now or usually for rusty shovel I, I don't know who do you guys want to give it to who's been you good don't have us? to give it to i don't know give it to the i don't know gb yeah, Al Batters. Al Batters. I saw Absolute him the other day. Weapon. Been hitting Looks his like, max flies. Looks like he's been working out. Getting jacked. He definitely works out. For sure he does. He for surely in works great out. Shape. He is, yeah. Shoulder shrugs. Traps. Yeah. It's, a, it's a dying art. You know why he, shoulder shrugs are good in the summertime? Because tank top, if you have a nice, you know, a nice trap. Well, I think he spends a lot of time in Arizona in the winter too. So he's like full sun all the time. So he has to keep, you got to stay on the regime. He can't take it. Can't take a day off. His, his pigment is, uh, it, you know who I've forgotten shout outs. I know I'll mention it at the end. Do we mention Al's company or do we just talk about G- his traps? GB construction. Right. Kipling and serving uh, Western Canada. Well, everybody knows. him. Kind of do it all like community. highway division and construction and all Big that stuff. other shit. Crossfitting, crossfit, yeah, Some sort of build rinks, rinks in the winter, oh, yeah, wagon rinks. Hey, we know we didn't talk about before. Uh, take a seat, son. NHL playoffs quickly. Who, who do you flames. guys? Who do you guys have? Flames. Who do we think is going to win? Yeah, well, what, are you, what are you cheering for? I don't think they're going to win, but my draft, I went heavy Rangers and Blues, which worked out pretty good in the first round but probably going to come to a crashing halt here in round two, but I'm leading my draft right now. And those are two dark horses. I went to that flames, uh, flames, Dallas game two in the saddle dome. Um, Wow. A great atmosphere. And I tell you, you know, NHL hockey, it's a different level. NHL hockey in the playoffs being that Mm. close to the action. They were fucking blocking shots. It was, you couldn't get a shot through. And then that Ottinger, when it did get through, he said it. Nothing down low. Dallas just shut them down. It, it was guys are blocking shots with their freaking palm of their hands. Speaking of like, oh god, cutting the inserts out and ripping a guy's hair. Darren Jorgensen's his face in. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't mind hockey. the dome. I don't mind the dome. Ooh. The old girl. The old girl. It's time. It ah. is time. Well, what they they said that about Fenway Park too, and it's awesome. The only good thing about the dome is it's in a good location, right by Cowboys Casino. Yeah. We went to some uh, bars. My buddy took me. I don't know Calgary from fucking a hole in the ground. Um, Pig and Duke, Inglewood Eng- area. There's some uh, nice little microbreweries. There's an Oak 88. Mound. 88, it's called. It's all based on the 88 Olympics. So it's all neon. They got Nintendos. They oh, have cool. VCRs and, and all that. And they had a great beer called uh, Monster Truck. It was good. And then there was, <laughs> then there's this one. It's called the cold cellar no it's a it's like a quonset and then outside it's like people bring their pets and it's picnic tables and it's like um value village furniture like probably 60 pieces and people are just out there reclining it's just awesome but it's like the old couches the flower couches you know yeah and then there's bus seats you can sit in and i was like these couches these are the ones that people back in the day they would fall asleep with a dart in their mouth and their oh, yeah. houses would burn to the burn ground to the ground <laughs> These are the coaches right here. <laughs> One spark on them, your house is screwed. It didn't matter. You're screwed. It's like, oh, no, I'm too late. Yeah. Too late. Speaking of Brandon's putters, seeing some shit, that couch that I was on, I'm like, this has seen some shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so oh, Where funny. were we going? Take a seat. Take son. a seat. Okay. Fire it up. Yeah. 
Well, hey, I, I'm just going back to the well because I actually had a write-in. I was thinking about it, and I had a write-in with this today with City of Regina to take a seat. Some guys feel diehards, dials, they think that the fields are good to go for football and baseball. They're upset that things are getting shut down. So they wanted me to give you old take a seat. This isn't a personal one for me this time, but, yeah, it's a, it's a write-in take a seat for the uh, fields being shut down because of a little bit of water. It, the City of Regina has got a real weird setup. Because because some fields, right? And Regina is such a it's built on such shitty land. Yeah. So some of the fields, like in some areas, they're like swamp land right now. And then up in Lake Ridge, where we are, can buzz. not that bad. It's a, it's a, it's a weird it's a weird 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 setup, and it's unfortunate that the kids are missing out on a lot of stuff. And like Brandon said, the fucking season's so short as it is. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get at her. Days are getting shorter here again, right away. Like fuck. Ugh. I got to uh, just say that. No, they're not. It's another Devito, month. Devito's going to be out in her bikini pretty soon. Gar's out. I uh, I had a guy, sorry, speaking of Devito, I had a guy that said, where is the drawing of Devito? Because people want to know oh, what it looks still, like. It's probably in the same spot as the uh, lyrics to that new theme song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Devito. She's such a weapon. Yeah, you're so quiet. Fun. I think she heard. I think she heard she's becoming famous, maybe on the nooner, and she's toned her down. He yelled. At, he yelled at me like about two months ago, and then that was it. I haven't. I think he talked about since. that on the last show. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't uh, yelled at me or talked to me since then. So. He's working. Out. No new developments. No new developments. Fence is still there. I think. I just think people should come and sign the fence. While we're on the topic, what about the lawsuit? Oh yeah, the, the lawsuit. boat dock lawsuit. Boat dock lawsuit. There? It's over. Settled out of court or uh, it, it was settled out of court. There's an, there is an, I, I actually got asked to, I had to do a, what do they call it? An NDA non-disclosure agreement. Oh really? So, yeah. NDA on her, but it's, it's over. It's all I can share with the dinner fellows. <laughs> oh. The boat dock situation is they, done. They were onto your platform. So uh, yeah, it might be buzzing and uh, sent you a cease and exist. There, there was more, <laughs> there was more even to it than that. Like we actually got some, uh, got some emails telling us we needed to remove some pictures of our place that we bought from them on certain platforms. Yeah. It was quite, uh, quite. Oh, because you were trying to, and they're like, those are our pictures, but they weren't, they were, I I found out whose pictures they were. Cause of course I'm not going to let that go. It's just the way I am. So I went and found out whose pictures they were. And I got a signed thing from them saying I could use the pictures. So it was fantastic. So why would you have a non-disclosure over a boat dock? Well, because I think they might have, they do a lot of investigating, and I think uh, they'd heard that this was maybe brought up on the nooner. Yeah, you should so stop they didn't talking, want it. Uh, I didn't want to change talk the subject. Anymore, yeah, so. sorry. I don't want anyway, you in yeah. Trouble. Do I need to edit no, this I, out? I, I can't get in trouble about it. It's over. It's an NDA, so we can. Yeah, I can't. I can't disclose any of it. But just because it's over doesn't mean you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's all done. So yeah, both statutes done. We got to get more things just fired up. This text summer. text know. me after if you need this removed. No, no, it's good. No, That's we're all the, good. What's the statute of limitations? Uh, um, one year. Okay, so we're we going to take a seat. Uh, well, Belts did his. I just got a quick one. Keep it high and tight. I got another one. Let's go. Yeah, keep it going. Touchless car washes. Oh, what a like scam those are. <laughs> what happened? Like, I love co-op. I'm a co-op guy through and through. I 148087. I use that thing every day at Sherwood Co-op. I got a co-op number, by the way. Okay, keep going. Sorry. $14, $14 car wash. And let what me just do for you. Look at the picture I just sent you. That is 
after I got out. Hang on. Hang on. Like, can I complain about this? Ooh, yeah, that's bad chicken. But how dirty were you before? Like driving on grid roads today in the muck dirty, but that's pretty bad, eh? That's pretty bad. 14 bucks. People that are like, bad. we can't see the fucking picture, guys. Do you we'll guys do you guys Twitter. do you guys touchless or do you go in and do the old uh, I go in and do her hands on? I think I'm gonna have to start doing that. Old I farmer worked, guy. I worked at a car wash, uh grade grade eleven going into grade twelve. And uh it was the wand wash at auto oh auto, that was uh, Definitely a money laundering situation. Westside Saskatoon. Circle Everyone drive. made minimum wage. You tried to pay shink 15 cents an hour. <laughs> and it was, uh, no. So I got to, uh, I got to know how to wash a vehicle and it was called scooping at the end to get most of the water off. I can, wa- I can wash. When I first started dating Mrs. S, she was, I was, she was amazed how That's fast how you I could wash her vehicle with the foam brush, with the foam brush. I can wash a vehicle in two and a toonie. Wow. That's how you hooked her. <laughs> Partially. Yeah. I love you co-op, but when it comes to car washes, I will give a plug for suds because they're just unmatched. You might pay five, $6 more, but they do a much better job. I love, uh, love the co-op. I'm, I'm a big fan. Okay. My take a seat. Not the car washes. Let's uh, just, it's just twofold. The guy at the, have I mentioned this? The guy at sporting events that when they say the fifteen fifty or <laughs> yeah, when they say that, I tell them to take a seat. When they say the fifty fifty, and there's always that clown that stands up and goes, "I won!" or "Yeah!" Oh yeah, all the time. He, you, know, you said that before though. You said that last show. Take a hey, seat. Sorry. Then here's the second one. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> the announcers when it's a big one in like Edmonton. And, or a big win and then the announcers are like well jim if if i don't show up to work tomorrow you know yeah. who won <laughs> it's like oh fuck, shut up take a seat it's uh, funny they all have that too. they all say that and anybody that hires trooper to play anywhere take a seat like trooper enough enough with the trooper travis tritt no more travis tritt um I got to go back to the well here too, because of this Bantam draft. I got to tell hockey Regina again to take a seat. And this was actually mine and a couple write-ins on it too, of the Bantam draft. You, you gotta, you know, there's gotta be something wrong with the program. No, like, am I out to lunch here when you're not getting like, you got no kids in this kind hey, of area. Okay. Did Saskatoon have any, I didn't see any of their players in the top 50. Saskatoon had a big year last year, didn't they? Yeah. Huge year. Yeah, I don't know. Huge year last year. But Rajani's year last year sucked as well. Yeah, I I, I'm not. I'm not well versed enough in in history, like how they've pro- been doing. I just think to... the programs, the programs weak. But but you're hey. probably right. You're probably yeah. right. It's a little bit. It's a little bit soft on the. Uh... I gotta. I gotta say, take a seat to uh, that play-by-play guy from Sportsnet. He did the Oilers first round. And then now he might be doing, I don't know if he's doing the St. Louis game or whatever. I know it's a tough gig. Trust me, we did it. But you got spotters and all that in your NHL. It just drives me insane. And he, it's like, I don't even know if you'd be able to do an SJHL game, to be honest with you. And what about a like, senior game in Lumsden on a Sunday? Yeah. No, no. He, we were better than this. It's like, he, he's announcing the game. He's like, 
Um, shot from the blue line and a whistle. I think it was an offside. And then the color guy jumps in and he's like, uh, no, it was actually a, a slashing penalty. And uh, the guy got impaled after and he's bleeding on the ice. Like this guy does not follow the play. It's so annoying. And then he gets excited about the dumbest shit. He's in. He's coming in through the neutral zone. He's coming. He's going around. He dumps it in. It's like, what, what are you fucking getting? It's just, it, it's playoffs. We're in Canada. We deserve so much better. So maybe it didn't make sense, but in my head it does. I like his color commentator. Yeah. No, I, yeah. That saves him. Saves him. What about Trudeau? You want to give Trudeau a shout out? It's too easy. What an interesting place. Too easy. Anybody yeah. got anything else? Nope. That's Get it. out of here. Oh. And and quickly, oh, I tried. I tried nice. to find those guys in Vegas a few weeks ago that did the uh, sang the song. They're really gone. Why <laughs> they weren't there? I was gonna slip them another. Do another. They got uh, promoted. They're working at in the casino now. They're on stage now. Is that gonna be our? Is that gonna be our deep cut? American League. No. Can that no. be our deep cut on the way out? No. You've been we struck got, by. You've we gotta get into our second interview. Mondanuna. Oh, well, we got the geez. second interview yet. Well, let's yes. go. Very cinnamon time. Style. Here we go. Second interview for. Uh, yeah, I don't know everybody. Everybody that supported the Nooners, freaking. Yeah, everybody that has to pay for gas there right now. Oh my Good God. for you, putting food on the table. Some senior hockey talk here and talk on the Chief Thunderstick tournament that started today in Saskatoon. We've retired this year, been around senior a long time. Tyson Watney. All right, another Monday Nooner interview. We're going to kind of go down the, the senior path a bit here, but more, uh, more importantly, we're going to talk some. Uh, indigenous native hockey uh which is starting up in saskatoon Ooh. today at the uh, chief thunder stick uh big tournament national tournament yes. tyson whatney is joining us and a lot of a lot of the senior fans out there are going to remember that name uh played a lot of years this year was the big retirement year tice so it was uh you know a little, a little emotional i'm sure over the last few months yes no, no actually uh did retire this year from uh, the Sask West Hockey League there after uh, 20 years, I think it was. And uh, yeah, I finally came up with the decision to uh, pack her in and hang them up and uh, finish off a few more tournaments here for my home reserve. And uh, yeah, it was just time. Uh, yeah. Kids are in hockey now and uh, wife's a teacher there in Robert, So we're pretty busy. It gets busy. So. Okay, so let's uh, before we get into Thunderstep, let's go back and on some of the senior stuff here. So that's, you know, you played a lot of years, uh, a lot of years senior. You know, you kind of uh, were a staple <laughs> in that staple in that Carrobert for the last uh, last few years. Some lean years there in Carrobert. When you look back, when you look back on your senior career, like is there a team or a year or a run that that you look back and you you know you say, wow, the, the memories that year are pretty pretty special. Yes, actually the the best memories I have of course is in Carrobert and I only after the 20 years that I played there I only won that league once and it was with I actually shared it with uh, Sheldon Watney my older brother and my little brother Drew Rose and we ended up winning that that league that year in 2000 uh, I think it was 2007 so it was quite a year quite a few years back and that year we ended up beating Looseland and they were pretty stacked with like the Heinz brothers come home from, from uh, the East coast. There was Kelsey Minch and yeah, they had a 
Booth guy there was a First Nation guy and uh, some very good hockey players on that team. And we ended up beating them in game five. And then we ended up playing leader and beat them. We swept them three straight. So that that behind my mind is probably the one of the most memorable runs and championships that I have played senior. And then a lot of a lot of years too, I hung out in Eston and I really enjoyed playing in Eston. They really treated me really well there. I played four years there. So what what years, what year were the Eston years? Because they yeah, they had some they had some weapons go through there. You must have played with some of those guys. Yes. Um I can't even think of it off the top of my head, but I did spend a few years there. And uh, I remember we had an outdoor game in that league and I participated in that. And then I actually scored the only goal there too. In the first, I got the first goal. And yeah, so those are memories that you really cherish in your own way. Right. Cause you're in, in these small towns in Saskatchewan and Alberta, these, that senior hockey is a big, thing in those little towns so what where I was just, the, i just can't think of it off the top of my head where where was the where was the outdoor game was it in eston in eston we played etonia yeah right oh. outside they freaking built the rink there and they, it was awesome they had bleachers and great that was announced and it was alive and yeah i got pictures and ended up getting a jersey from them too they ended up yeah. sending a jersey from that game so right on it's pretty good but what uh you know maybe on the heartbreak side uh, do you go back to any any league or provincial uh, runs where where you know it was it was heartbreak maybe losing in a final or you know something like that? Yes, there was one when we were down in uh, I think in a, the finals in a provincial run with Eston we lost to Drake. I think it was double double overtime. They beat us. They ended up beating us going to the yeah in the final. So those are memories that you think back in those little rinks and you're like, Freck, like, yeah, those are memories. You could just sit here and think about it. I'm sure you have some too. And we think about those things that you're like, yeah, wow. I wish, I wish I could go back to that day and uh, try a little harder or do something different. <laughs> right? <laughs> one more save, one more block shot, you know, something like that. Um, you know, and, and you go, you go through, you yeah. go through all your years, you know, what, what guys stand out? Maybe, you know, maybe teammates or guys from other teams that, you know, were, were just so good in, in the senior loop for so many years, you know, cause we all have those guys and some of them seem to play forever. And then there was the young guys that came up that were just so good. Like when you, when you look back, what, what kind of guys come to mind there? Well, yeah, no, obviously you think of uh, someone I looked up to is my own brother, Sheldon. He, he spent a lot of years in the senior ranks and then, Guys like Martin Smith, I'm sure you know of those older guys that paved the way for me. And then um, Clark McNulty, I got to give it a shout out to, too. That guy's played some lot of years and bigger, and he's been through that league as, you know, someone that we think of. Uh, all those old guys. And then you, then I got into that position where I was the old guy, and then you <laughs> see all these young guys coming out of pro and, coming to the league and you know they're damn good like they should like they could get the puck and go so there's guys like bj becker of course from uh medicine hat those kind of guys that i remember and uh chris winkler from kindersley mm -hmm. there's uh kelsey minch was a big kind of guy that i would really look uh 
look out for and play it against them because he could change the game. He could pick the puck up and go. And like a Davin Hines, those guys that have really uh, made that league better too. And uh, Eston or and Robert and that Sask West. And, uh, you know, like guys like that are yeah. coming up that I really like to mention. Is here's a here's a quick one to put you on put you on your toes. Best those kind of guys, Kelsey Minch, Davin Heinz. Best goalie you ever played against? Uh, best goalie I ever played against in that league. I'll give Derek Christians a shout out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right on, right on. Um, and then. You know, looking back, not 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 Carobert, but what was your uh, what was your favorite barn? You know, those senior barns, especially when they got packed in the playoffs and provincials and whatnot. Like, what uh, what senior barn did did you love playing in? Um, Rick, that's a tough one because the best ice was Carobert. That's why I always wanted to go there. It was hard and it was cold in there, but I'd have to say Aston because. When I'd go there or when I played there, they used to chant my name too. And the when I used to get the puck, so it would just the atmosphere and the playoff atmosphere they bring. They did have a, a college there. So those college kids would come to the rink and then they'd start chanting, what knee, what knee. And so did this start, like the whole rink was packed and like jerseys and it was awesome. I'd say Eston for sure. Cool. Cool, cool. Okay, let's Sorry. let's uh, let's talk about the uh, you know the task at hand here this weekend the the Chief Thunderstick massive tournament in Saskatoon. Um, I can't remember how many teams this year I saw it. You know, you've played in that a number of times, and uh, like it's a coast to coast, right? Like there's teams throughout the years that yes. have come from all over Canada. Yes, I think there's a. Uh... What were we saying? I was at Al's here. I just come from Al Anderson's, and the guy I was talking to there, he said there's like 40 teams or something that are like Quebec. There's Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, Ontario. Like they're from all over. It's a national championship. So, yeah, it's pretty big here. Getting excited for sure for tonight. So what uh, what team are you playing on, and, and what are the chances like this year? I'm on. Uh, I'm playing for my home reserve, Red Pheasant Rebels. Uh, we're uh, two-time back-to-back champions, and uh, the tournament's been on for I think this is the sixth year. And uh, wow. I won it last year with Canoe, so I'm a defending champion. And I'm I played with Canoe Lake Young Guns last year, and we we're playing with my home reserve this year, and we're pretty excited because. Like COVID hit, right? So we didn't even have a tournament for two years there. And then last year was kind of just a touch and go. And we, we ended up not entering is why I played at Canoe Lake. Mm-hmm. So I think our pool, like it's a pool place. So you got to be first two out of your pool to make the championship Sundays as a playoff. And then I think our pool is pretty tough where Facing off against Moose Factory Ontario here tonight at the Mer- Merlis Belcher at seven forty-five. So, oh, I'm yeah. I actually got my son playing with me this week, and he just come out of a uh, junior A, and he signed in uh, UBC there for university next year. So it's my first time playing hockey with my son tonight, and it's pretty damn exciting. And we're looking to uh, 
be competitors and try and go for it all this weekend for Frick, sure. That's a that's a deadly barn too. Like that is that's oh, gonna I can't be wait. that place is gonna be <laughs> rocking, man. That's that's gonna be so yeah. much fun. Um, you know, through the years, like I know, you know, like the Kings have played in it and uh Ethan Bears played in it and whatnot. Like, what do you remember guys that have played in it? Big names, and then maybe guys that aren't big names that were just so good. Well, that's what I mean. You know, like guys that played such good hockey and then like, I know you would know and you come into a senior game, like any night, any you come to play, anybody can win that game. There's 60 minutes of it. If you come to play and work your butt off, any guy, any type of athlete to come in and work, you're going to win or you're going to work your, sorry, your bag off and yeah. you know, you'll come off, you'll get a, you'll get a rewarded for it. But when you're playing those guys like that played in the show and are coming back from, you know, like from the East coast, obviously they have a step on us old guys or the guys that played senior and, but it's, yeah, it's exciting. It's good for the people. It's good for the sports for sure. And, uh, you know, we're excited and I'm excited about it tonight and I can't wait. And I just know, there's going to be a lot of good hockey players there this weekend. So it's exciting. I'm excited. Absolutely, man. That, that, that's going to be so, no. uh, so good, especially in the, in those barns. Well, I don't want to keep you much longer because I know you got to get to the rink, but uh, thanks so much for taking uh, time. Good luck this weekend. And, and, you know, as always eh, much, much yes, respect for much, much respect throughout the years, my man. Yes. Thanks Barney. And I appreciate it. Mike. I know we've been out of touch for few years and i'm glad i finally got back in touch with you and i look forward to uh sharing more stories with you for sure yeah so what from the corroborate area i didn't talk about the uh the corroborate bar if it's still up in the rink there but you said it was i think somebody did what a shithole best ice Robert, he says, says bar. come out of eye of the tiger yeah, tough place to play is that- that's probably my uncle rob he was the the rink guy he put good ice in so shout out to him Uncle Drinking Carolizers on the Zamboni, man. Rob, I, I, if I if gas wasn't two dollars a liter, I'd like to go to that some of that Chief Thunderstick, especially at the Belcher. What, Belcher. What's going to cause Fowler to pick us up in the jet this year? Hofta, old chopper, will be sucking back some fuel. No shit. Uh, anything senior wise? Any any other rumors? I heard Craig didn't get into the Valley. Someone said Craig's trying to get into the Long Lake League. Obviously, that's not going to happen. So what are they going to do? Fold the tents. Well, one, uh, I guess this is relatively old news, maybe, since our last show, though. Strasbourg and Belgoni are both back in the Super League. Yeah. Cupar attended the meeting with interest to join, but they just don't have the, I don't think they have the ponies to get it off the ground. Like, they, they just it's a lot of work to get it back up and running. And I was just told that they maybe don't have the volunteers or player base to get her fired up. So guys showed up in a full leather coat, just sat there in the back from Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> they never knew. Yeah. Who? Yeah. No, that's great. Seniors. I love this Strasburg's back up. Buzzing. You hate that Raymore's not coming back. Come on, Raymore. If you go from winning banners, what three or four years ago, they were winning provincial titles. Where does the money from the summer super summer slam Raymore summer slam go? Does that go back into the rink or the team or anything? Yeah, I think they built a park. Like they do a lot in the community. It's not just hockey, but I'm not sure. 
Yeah, we should go out to that. Isn't Bamford plan? Gordy B. We should introduce him. I did the last time he was there. Yeah, we should do it as a nooner guy this time. I woke on, up Ryan. woke up in a motorhome backstage, like with no recollection of what happened. No door in the motorhome was ripped right off. <laughs> Guzzling with Mel, this guy named Malcolm out there. He was the mayor. Great guy. Fazakis guy. Yeah, it was an absolute shit show. But Just a pisser. One of the funnest. We'll save that for August long stories because that was August long. Okay. I'll tell you the full story. The whole you were uh, full on buzzing with uh, May long of, stories. Like those are unreal for a guy that on. didn't have much coming into yeah, like the show. You pre-planned for the show. Yeah, I didn't. I did. You carried it. You did. It was outstanding. Good, Good job, work. Buzzer. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Sponsors, Later. we'd uh, love to have you back. So deep cut. I got to give a plug to Mick Penko. Loves the deep cuts, he says. Really, really, you know, goes to download. Strikes and, a chord. Yeah. So you know what we, good. sorry, you know what we won't play, but I just want to say that we should play it because I know we won't and I wanted to mention it. <laughs> One of, like, I never really knew this song until about a month ago and I listen to it all the time. Can we guess it? Yes. You could ask me questions if you want to try and. Like, what, what genre? Country, kind of. New or old eighties or nineties? Seventies? Ooh. Ah. Uh, Band or artist? It was originally released in the seventies, but it was redone by a Canadian artist later, I think. Chris Cummings? No. It was written by Kenny Loggins. Uh, I'm lost. Me too. Anne Murray. Snowbird? No. Danny's song. Fuck, is that a good song? <laughs> oh my god. Snowbird. Is that not a good song? What am I the reason I the reason I started listening to it is I saw an Instagram video. Wayne Gretzky's first dance with Paulina at her wedding. Anne Murray. Danny's song. And I'm like, shit, what is this? This is a good song. Oh, Your stories wow. were so good tonight. You don't like that song, but <laughs> Belts, do you even know that song? I'll listen to it when this is. I See, know, you don't I even know, know it. Song. It's a know good song. Yeah, if I'm, the if the great one sings along to it, well, you yeah, for sure. It's a great he's, song. He's Paulina's an absolute rocket. And the great one's a beauty. So Down, download it if you want. I got I got a you might not know this song. This is a good two-step song from like 1994. I guess four. 1994. Yeah. yeah. Country. Yeah. I'll even I'll even really help you out. Band, duo, or individual? Band. And it was from an, uh, a motion picture. Little Texas. No. You won't get it. Blackhawk. No. Nitty Same gritty. era though. Very, very close. Shenandoah. No. <laughs> Fucking love Shenandoah. We got so some Shenandoah good. coming up in, in one of the programs this summer. It's, it is McBride and the Ride. No more crying. That's not That's the song. Good. It's a good oh, here it is. See you later. Today's the day I'm going to make it Across that borderline Oh, until I'm gone 
He'll be 